Welcome to today's devotion on life this side of heaven. The Word of God from 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 3. For what I received, I passed on to you as of first importance, that Christ died for our sins according to the Scriptures, that he was buried, that he was raised on the third day according to the Scriptures. It's Theme Thursday, and we're taking a look at the Apostles' Creed. I believe in Jesus Christ, who, on the third day, rose again from the dead. In artwork, sometimes the frame can overshadow the masterpiece, Every year at Easter, there are often articles and questions about how the Bible tells us that Jesus rose on the third day. Since Jesus was crucified around 3 p.m. on Good Friday, and then laid in the grave shortly thereafter, and rose at dawn on Easter morning, how is that three days? All sorts of explanations are given. Ancient calendars are discussed, and sometimes folks on TV even like to bring out charts. The answer isn't nearly so difficult. When I was a student, I worked in a hospital parking lot. This particular lot was very expensive. If you parked for a day or any portion of it, you paid for the whole day. So imagine that you pulled into the lot around supper time on Friday and remained in that spot until breakfast on Sunday. You would pay for three days, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Yes, it doesn't add up to 72 hours, but it didn't matter. Any portion of a day was considered a day. On the other hand, why do we say he rose again? It doesn't indicate that Jesus rose twice. It means that despite the fact that Jesus died, he rose. Think of the expression, the boy fell, but he got up again. It's a grammatical way of putting emphasis on the fact that although he fell, he wasn't down and out. I think the devil likes to keep us busy chasing our tails with these kinds of questions so that we admire the frame and lose sight of the big picture. The reality is that Jesus, who was nailed to a cross and died on Good Friday, walked out of the grave alive on Easter morning. Now consider for a moment all that means for you and me. It means that Jesus really is who he claimed to be, the Son of God. It means you can trust everything he tells you in his word. It means that God the Father has accepted Christ's sacrifice for all of your sins and the sins of the entire world, and it means that you and all believers in Christ will rise again to eternal life, just as he promised. That's huge. In 1 Corinthians, Paul says it straight up. If Christ has not been raised, our preaching is useless, and so is your faith. He says it with blinding clarity. If Christ has not been raised, your faith is futile. You are still in your sins. Let's face it, there are all sorts of dead heroes, and Jesus would just be one more. The fact that Jesus walked out of the tomb on Easter morning and showed himself alive is God's own assurance to you that, yes, you truly are forgiven and redeemed. No matter what sins may haunt you or cause you to toss and turn at night, Jesus has paid the price for every single one of them. If there was even one sin for which Christ's death was not a sufficient payment, he would still be dead in the grave today. Having a living Savior is God's own absolution and assurance to you that you are deeply loved and have a place with him in heaven. Jesus not only rose again, he rose again for you. And here is your same living Savior who assures you each day, I am with you always. When you and I stand to confess our faith on a Sunday morning, we're not just rattling off a list of facts or even recounting the events of history. It's actually a joyful opportunity to remind ourselves and share with the world 
This is how much God loves me. Let us pray. Living Savior, thank you for rising from the dead and assuring me of life with you. Amen. Thank you for joining us. If you're listening to us by podcast or on Alexa, we invite you to browse the resources that are available on our site at lifethissideofheaven.org. God bless you and have a great day.